know that the unemployment rate in Nigeria is rising geometrically as the population increases? Unconfirmed statistics has it that thousands of graduates pass through the mandatory National Youth Service Scheme every year without the hope of getting a job after the exercise. Welcome to Career and Employability Talk with Shegun Akiode. Welcome to another interesting time of Career and Employability Talk. On today's episode of the podcast, I'm going to be sharing snippets from my radio interview. A few weeks ago, I was invited or I actually stood in for a friend that was invited for a radio show on Guinea Lake FM. And we spoke about securing and sustaining your career as an employee. So I'm going to be sharing it over the course of three different episodes. It's actually a 46 45 minute interview which if i'm gonna put it in a single podcast episode would be very long so i've decided to break it into 15 minutes each so today you're gonna be listening to part one of securing and sustaining your career as an employee it was a beautiful interesting radio show so i'll enjoy yourself the next few minutes um you'll be getting into the full gist of the radio interview. Enjoy. Good afternoon. It's another beautiful Wednesday, and you are welcome to Stay in the Shores with Deborah, one educated program that empowers us for a brighter tomorrow. I am Deborah Itola, and with me today is Titilokwe Arulu. Good afternoon. Yeah. Welcome to Stay in a Shot with Deborah once again. And this is a Ted Day, Ted Wednesday. Yes, January. in January. Okay, Ted Wednesday in January. Today is going to be different, okay, but very exciting. And then you participate and also bring authority to the program to discuss issues that affect us. And so today our guest is Mr. Shegu Akiode. He is a strategic HR practitioner, he is an author. And his book is Corporate Misfit. He is a career and employability coach. He has been practicing for about eight years, okay? Practicing as a HR person for about eight years. And he has been part of many projects in Nigeria, like the first bank guest, Crest's uh, uh, graduate trainee assessment, the Rwanda graduate trainee program assessment, and more too. This has been his work. And right now, he is a consultant. So we've got a lot to learn from Mr. Shevin. Mr. Shevin, you're welcome to the program. Okay, thank you very much, Deborah. All right. Okay, so let's get informed. Um, our topic today will be secure, securing and sustaining your career as an employee. Securing and sustaining your career as an employee. Okay, so we'll do a breakdown of what it is to be an employee and an employer. Let's hear from Mr. Shegel. How would you describe who an employee is? Yes. Okay, um, there are two sides of the divide. Um, an employee is someone that has been employed by an employer. Sorry for the use of uh, the words. But let's do it this way. Organizations exist to achieve a purpose. For them to achieve those purpose, they need individuals, not machine. So an individual that is engaged by an employer, the owner of the business, to help them achieve their business goals or objective is an employee. And there are different categories of employee. Uh, most individuals are familiar with a full-time employee. 
Uh, so a full-time employee is that individual that is secured for nine to five. There are some other categories of employees that may be a consultant. I fall in that category. Uh, so I, in charge of my business, but at the same time, I go in to help organizations to achieve their aim. At that point, you may not call me an employee, but you may call me maybe a contractor, as the case may be. But those two categories are employees. An executive employee. Yes. yes. <laughs> it all depends on how you say it. So you could have the full-time employees and the part-time or contract-based employees. Okay, then who is an employer? Uh, an employer is the owner of the business. Uh, it could fall depending on the classification. You could have a multinational employer. You could have a Nigerian fully-owned organization employer. You could have a mid-size or what we call your SMEs and your micro SMEs as the case may be. Then you could have the solo entrepreneur or, or maybe you call the the sole proprietor. He owns his business. is the alpha and omega of the business, but the owner of the business is an employer. That person who only signs the check, you know, nobody signs the check. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, and at times it could probably could, it could be it could not be, it might not be a, a man business. Yes, I just add that last classification. Okay. Uh, but usually, when we're looking at a multinational, a multinational is an organization that has presence in more than one country. Yeah. So. For example, they may be based outside of Nigeria, so they have a central executive or a board that controls from the, the, the world, or let me say the global office. Then we have the country office, so the country office will now still have their own board and executives, then it goes down that way. So for some other categories, we call them small and medium-sized organizations. Most of them also have boards because they don't have present other parts of the country. You could say they are just national or maybe they are just singly owned within the country. Then you cannot have the final classification, which is like the one-man guy. So I could have a small shop, fashion designer, whatever, and I have a small employee. I have somebody that does the cutting. I'm also an employer. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so we are trying to break it down so that everyone would, go, would understand the topic for today. That's why we're breaking it down. So wherever you fall in, you would have known where you fall in. It's either you're an employee or an employer, yeah. whichever category it is. Well, in Nigeria today, would you say that it is easy to get a good and well-paid job? Okay, I'll, I'll give you a yes and no, and I'll help you understand why I'm saying it's a yes and no. Now, your definition of good job, well-paying job differs. It's all a matter of perspective. Now, I can get a job, my very first job, and I have a 60K per month in, uh, salary. And I say it's good. Someone else can have 200 and say it's good. Another person has 1 million per month and they say it's good. And at the same time, you could have somebody that has 1 million that say it's not good enough. So it's a function of perspective. But if we want to say how easy is it to get a job in Nigeria today, I would give you, yes, it's easy if you have all it takes to get a job. But most of the time, the major challenge is that the available jobs are, let me say, scarce or very few in numbers. And when you now match it up with the qualification required for those jobs, then we see a mismatch. Uh, so, uh, if you, I know when you're on most of the social media platforms, you will see jobs advert flying around, and you begin to wonder who is filling the job, these jobs. Now, from someone that helps organizations to solve their talent issues, I can tell you 
on good ground to say that the major challenge is people filling the roles, the requirement for the role. Typically, you need a fresh graduate to fill a role for a graduate training program. And usually, that goes through. Once the application comes out for a graduate training program, you see thousands of applications. I won't say millions, so let me not exaggerate. You see thousands. Now, each of those applications would be reduced via a shortlisting process. That means we look at the CVs, what's the requirement? We need somebody with a 2-1, for example. Any individual that has less than a 2-1 drops down from the shortlist. Yeah. Now you make the shortlist, you have the minimum requirement for the role and sometimes the minimum age for the role. Then you go into the, applic- the apt-to-test stage or what we call the assessment center. They take you through an initial apt-to-test. They screen your f- applications further. Then you go into, before you go into the interview, you go into an assessment center where you have to do a few things around work simulations. So by the time you begin to see the process going down, the number starts to drop. Because people are not, most of the time, prepared for each of those stages, it becomes difficult to be shortlisted for a job offer. So if I am not prepared, if I'm ill-prepared for a job, I can tell you that it's difficult to get a job in Nigeria. But if I'm prepared for what it takes, then I can tell you it's easy. So that's why I use the word perspective. Like, take for example, something very strange happened between last week and now. Someone just finished NYC. Uh, she's not done with NYC either. Uh, just getting ready for NYC and she had a first class. And she just told me about it. I'm looking for something to get occupied for. My, before my NYC. And I just spoke to a friend jokingly last week Friday. And the friend just said, okay, no problem. Let the person come this week Monday. To cut the long story short, the person was asked to resume the next day, which was Tuesday. Tuesday. It looks strange. For me, it was strange. I wasn't expecting it to be fast. But something happened. The individual was talking to the right person, had the right qualification, and was able to impress the employer at that time, and boom, the job was there. So if you are not prepared, then it becomes difficult to get a job. Then you can go around to say, I'm throwing in my CVs to different places. They are not calling me. Have you asked yourself, am I prepared? Do I do what it needs to take to get a job? So I think I've been able to answer that. So it's yes. easy if you are prepared. <laughs> okay, it's it's prepared. Sounds, it sounds that easy. It sounds easy. It is easy. Nigerians will tell you, okay, is, are you saying that every Nigerian that um, has the difficulty of getting a job is not prepared? I graduated five years ago, definitely probably I'm doing one small thing or the other, but I still want a paid job, I want a paid employment, but I've not gotten anyone since five years ago that I graduated. And then you're telling me I'm not can I can I can I use you can I use you as a case study? Can I ask a few follow up questions? Okay, I, I just gave an example. It's not like I'm talking about. Myself. Okay, can we pick that example okay. and let's try to drill down? Because okay, most of the time, when we don't understand the root cause, we can easily stand up and say it's not easy. Okay. okay if I use myself as a guinea pig, for example, I read chemical engineering. But before I left the university, I decided I was not going to practice chemical engineering. Or maybe because, not because my grades were not showing for it, but because I felt I needed to follow up on something. Now, I sat down and decided, what else do I want to do? I narrowed down into human resources. I went a step further. Who gives a chemical engineering graduate a foot in the door 
for a natural job. And I will narrow down. I started doing my own investigation, reading books, talking to people, and I got to understand that an HR consulting firm will be an easy entry because you, you take the likes of KPMG, PwC, they're doing accounting. They pick anybody. That's why you see a geographic guy, mathematical guy, mathematic, um, maths doing audit. Now, that means that what they need is transferable skills for me. Now, the next stage, I didn't stop there. The next stage was, I now narrowed down how many HR consulting firms do we have in Nigeria. I didn't have age on my side by the time I was done with NYSE. So, I didn't go for the big four, as the case, the KPMGs of this world, to get in. I went for the small-sized HR consulting firm. And I did what we call a proactive step, unsolicited CVs. I narrowed down, I investigated to the point of getting the names of the MDs. And I sent in CV plus a cover letter. That was over eight years ago. So cover letters is like your email now. Now, you see individuals saying they want to follow the same thing I did. Sending an email to you. Your name is Deborah. I've investigated. Or I, I can get to know your name if I do my due diligence. But I now send an email. Dear sir and ma slash. Hey. Do you think I'm going to respond to that email? Not really. Why? Because that individual has not done... So, I personalized that cover letter to the point of putting the name of the MD. I was not surprised it became my first job. Because immediately the MD saw it. Who is this guy? He packaged the CV and everything in a package and they were not even collecting hard copy CVs. I was called for an interview that same week. Unfortunately, or let me say fortunately... They were actually recruiting for new HR hires that they were planning to train as HR interns or training consultants. And I came in about that same time. Now, let me now throw it back. Usually, we in Nigeria, we're lazy. Job seekers in Nigeria sometimes are lazy. I'll use the word sometimes. If I just give you an analysis of narrowing down how I'm going to get a job. I'm not saying it was going to be easy. When I did it, it was an experiment. So today, you tell me you want to get a job in HR, for example. I do HR. So people see my story and say they want to do a job in HR. And I ask you, what do you know about HR? They go blank. They don't know what HR is. They don't know the various aspects in HR. So I want to give you an HR job. Do you think I'm going to give you one? Organizations are very selfish. They, know, they like individuals that know where they are going and how they fit into the organizational plan. So, if you're coming for a job at the point of the interviews, the questions they're asking you is in two ways. One, trying to know you. Two, also trying to understand if you will fit. So, it's now your personality fitting into the goals of the organization. Most of the time, when you don't fit, you notice that you don't get the job. So, I want to believe I've tried to be able to break it down. Because the, but the, mo- the major thing is trying to do the homework. If you do your own work well, talk to the right people. They, I'm not saying man, no oh man. I've been helping organizations to solve, to recruit for, for a while now. And I've told you I've had opportunities to place people I don't know from Adam. I don't necessarily need to know you. Get what you need. Talk to the right individuals. Do your own work. Boom. The job is yours. Talking about this on and on would not live here today. And I really want us to get to... You know, a point where we all say, "Fine, today we've learned a lot." Okay, all right. So we'd like to take a short break. When we return, we'll continue. Don't forget that today we're talking about how we can secure and sustain our career. All right. 
and our guest yes as an employee okay welcome back so how was it how was the radio show i'm sure you enjoyed that first uh 15 minutes or thereabout uh please feel free to go to the show notes of this podcast episode to drop your questions uh go to shagwankyode.com slash episode 47 go to shagwankyode.com slash episode 47 uh do not forget to share this podcast episode on your social media profile don't forget to ask your questions because this is the podcast dedicated to take you from point a to point b in your career journey see you next time cheers Thank you for listening to today's episode of Career and Employability Talk with Shegun Akiyode. To know more about Shegun Akiyode, follow his Twitter handle at Shegun Akiyode at S-E-G-U-N-A-K-I-O-D-E or visit his website www.shegunakiyode.com. See you next time.